It's episode 150 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is Vanessa Chu. Hello. Hello, how are you? Great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Um, How have you been with all this business, what's been going on at the moment? Um, I am over the initial shock, uh, calmed down a bit, and I have been decorating my balcony for the last week, so I've been busy and not thinking about it so much. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, what's your what's the plan for the balcony? Um, it just needed a really good refresh, um, so lots of paint has been stripped, uh, and it's going to be green, like grass. <laughs> Nice. It's good to have a plan. It's good to have a plan. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, how did you get started at improv? What's the what's your improv origin story? Um, if I could put it into uh, a phrase, it's if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you do it as well? And I said yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so to give some context to that, uh, one of my friends did it at his university uh, with their improv society, and he just kept uh, p- uh, posting pictures on Facebook. And the more I saw it, the more I thought, "Oh, that looks fun." And then one day I just googled improv London, um, and found a workshop which was with Hoopla. Uh, so I went along to that. I was like, oh, this is fun. Great. Booked a course and that's and the rest is history. <laughs> I mean, let's have some more detail. <laughs> can, um, can you remember much about yeah. your first uh, Hoopla uh, workshop? Oh, um, I think the workshop must have been games. Um, and it was when uh, Hoopla were in Brick Lane. Oh, right. The Rag Factory. Yes, the Rag Factory. A.K.A. the Rat um, Factory. Oh. Did you not, did you not no. see any rats there? No. Oh, I see. I, I tend to miss the rats. <laughs> as, as someone who likes rodents, you... I'm, I'm quite upset about this. Um, yeah. But everyone else is like, oh, no, rats. Like, where? Show me. <laughs> yes, for you, that would have been a bonus. Um, yeah. So, oh, brilliant. This is the place where the rats are. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know if we started about a similar time then, because, yeah, they were doing stuff at the uh, the rag factory when I started as well. And I found it oh. quite intimidating going and doing an improv workshop in the first place. But going into the rag factory, <laughs> because you sort of, there was this sort of door and then there was this sort of, sort of corridor. And then, I don't know, it was... A yard. It was a yard, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the rooms we had was upstairs in an attic. <laughs> but there were also circus people, people doing circus skills. <laughs> so you walk in like, is this the right place? Do I belong here? There was that really rickety spiral staircase. <gasps> yes. Yeah. I never went up that one, actually, I don't think. Uh. Um. I did wonder where that led to. <laughs> it was just another room. Yeah. So yeah, can you remember what you remember what you did in your first uh, workshop? What what, what persuaded uh, you to carry on? Hmm. 
I, <laughs> I don't remember because it was at this point, um, I think five, six years ago. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I suppose, yeah, I just enjoyed it. Uh, and it was kind of, it's a freedom, um, just to have fun and not worry about getting things wrong. Just, yep, have a laugh. Everything you're doing is great. Um, yeah. And then I just carried on with courses. Um, and yeah, it was a nice group. Uh, I think we had Maria teaching us. Ah, uh, Maria Peters. Yes. yes. Very fine. Very fine. Teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had her. Um, I, yeah, I think I just got bitten by the bug. Um, and just wanted, just continued. And it was a really lovely group. And by the time we got into sort of performance course, uh, and the long form, uh, we were just, really sort of comfortable with each other it was a really nice feeling um yeah cool and do you remember your first performance yes uh i remember we had a good i remember a scene i did where me and my scene partner ed farger uh, we had both had plaid shirts on, and <laughs> the suggestion we had from the audience was uh, the Plaid Shirt Appreciation Society. <laughs> and uh, that scene culminated in Ed lifting me up, which was a complete surprise. Mm. Uh, we, Yeah, we sort of say, hey, don't lift people now, but <laughs> it was fun and it was okay. And I did, he didn't, didn't get hurt. <laughs> But yeah, it was, um, it, I think it was, yeah, it's like a sort of a lover's tiff um, type of thing. Right. And he's like, fine. And then we made up and that was a lovely scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, if I, if, um, I mean, I'm not going through everybody I know on the improv scene and working out who I'd like to have pick me up. But um, if Ed was to pick me up, I think that would be a, that'd be a good choice. <laughs> I'd be on board for that. Consider, consider consent granted, Ed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you, so you did Hooper classes. Um, did you do any jams? How did you feel about jams? I didn't start jamming until a couple of years ago. We always knew there were jams, and we were told about Duck Duck Goose, mm-hmm. um, and that was when they were in Elephant and Castle. Uh, I just never quite got around to going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was only when I came back to because I took a little break uh, of a couple of years. Um, but, yeah, it was when I came back, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go along to some jams and see what they're about. And I was like, oh, OK, this isn't actually as scary as I thought it would be. Really? Yeah. Because I find jams terrifying. Ah. I find them, even to this day, it took me a long, long time to actually enjoy a jam. And I've got to that okay. stage where I do enjoy a jam now. And I'm like, oh, this is why people do it. But I really struggled for a very long time. What? Why is that? Um, I think I find it very chaotic. I think... Yeah. Um, I, I've come to appreciate the work that people running jams do. But I... I find them, yeah, I think there's too much chaotic, too much chaos. Everyone's 
really hungry for stage time and I think sometimes that can lead to not great scenes. Yeah, I get that. But I persevered and now I quite enjoy them. So that's my message there. Even if you don't enjoy them, (laughs) carry on doing them. It'll get better. I think each time I did them, I enjoyed it slight. No, each time I did it, I disliked it slightly less. And then I had uh, I had a real revelation uh, one night at Duck Duck Goose actually, um, where I'm like, oh okay, this is fun. I've enjoyed this. Now I see why people did it. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So you went along. You went along to Duck Duck Goose. Uh, what was that experience like? It was. I get this. Well, I get this. Uh, every time I jam, and there's a um, definite cycle of thoughts I go through, which is when I'm waiting uh, to go up, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be as good as these people. Oh my goodness, I'm going to fail. I hope I get a nice, easy suggestion. <laughs> and then get up. I was like, oh, I'm doing this. All right, this is great. I'm fine. I'm fine. This is all fine. And then I sit back down. like, How did I do that? What had just happened? <laughs> And then the cycle continues every single jam. Wow, that's really interesting. So there are a couple of mm. couple of things to unpick there. Why don't you think you're as good as the other people? Because my brain is an arse. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 yes. I suppose it's, you can understand that. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Fair enough. I have no. I can't help you there. <laughs> Apart from say that you are as good as everybody else. Don't listen to your brain, listen to me. That's weird. Um, and I think everyone should take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I think you're all so good that I just can't compare. You're welcome. <laughs> and also, it should be the case that improvising with people who are, inverted commas, better than you, that should mm. be easier than improvising with people who are, inverted commas, worse than you. And yet somehow <laughs> it's still really more intimidating. I don't know why that is. Yeah. So uh, you also mentioned easy suggestions. What do you, yeah. what do you count as an easy <laughs> suggestion? I don't know. <laughs> um, something that would... Uh, that I, just, I think I suppose something that has like an instant meaning to it, like you know what house plant is, but I remember a suggestion I got was lexicography. Ooh, and it's like what on earth is this? I think that comes up quite a lot. I'm sure some I don't know if it's the same person regularly calling that out, <laughs> but I'm sure I've been to something recently where that that came out as a suggestion. Lexicography specifically. Think so. It could have been lexicon, but it was. It was well, definitely. That came yesterday, didn't? Was that yesterday? Yeah, that was. Was that yesterday? That was. Yeah. So I don't, can't remember who called it out yesterday at the uh, Duck Duck Goose, uh, but I wonder if it's the same person that's going oh. around shouting it out all the time. They really love lexicography, <laughs> and they just really want to see more improv scenes based around it. Yeah. Not really understanding that many people will not know what that means. <laughs> including yeah. well obviously i know but for the listeners do you just want to tell us what that means um it's all right i don't know either. <laughs> it's something to do with words brilliant and um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's something for us all to look up afterwards <laughs> um so yeah so um so you like a suggestion that's um i don't know uh, more, explain to me 
Um, no, that my brain would like that suggestion. In in practice, you know, um, you'll get a suggestion and you just have to go with what it means to you. Uh, or like, yeah, what 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 you or what it makes you think of. But my brain's like, please give me an easy time. <laughs> <laughs> please let me succeed at the thing that you can't fail at. <laughs> That's really interesting. <laughs> Just gonna leave yeah. a space for you to expand on that if you can. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think it's just this deep-rooted insecurity of nah, it's a trick. You can fail. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I always I want to be good at things, um, and I almost want to be told yes you were good at that and not hey well done for trying interesting <laughs> I I think I made a major breakthrough when I gave myself permission to do terrible improv ah. at specifically Duck Duck Goose I think I did some of the worst improv ever not not even just the worst improv by me but some of the worst improv ever and nobody, nobody like chucked me out of improv for it. It was like <laughs> it was like a big deal to me that I thought I'd done some terrible scenes, but nobody else probably they weren't that important to anybody else. You know, it all, uh. it all goes by in such a flash. Anyway, mm. and you think, oh, that was a terrible scene, but I don't know. either it wasn't a terrible scene, or even if it was, it doesn't matter <laughs> as long as you've not upset anybody. You know, yeah. Yeah, then where do you draw the line at? Oh, well, I've upset myself by not doing well. That's an interesting one, isn't it? What do you think? Um, That's the sort of line that I would draw for myself, but it's not helpful to me. But, no, I I like that idea of just, yeah, just, yeah. I I might set myself that challenge, just do bad improv. Just, yeah, break the rules. Or, yeah, just don't follow the guidelines other than be nice to people. Yeah. Stick to that one. Everything else, chuck it out the window and see what happens. Yeah. And the chances are, if you do that, your scene will be fine. But as long as you're, you know, as long as you're kind to the other person. And then maybe work on being kind to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) I I get told that a lot. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. I have to give myself a break, but... I think you should give yourself a break. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm not a qualified therapist in any way. I just want to point that out. Uh, that's good advice, isn't it? Um, yeah. So before all the current situation, um, if somebody had never been along to Duck Duck Goose, um, tell them what they could expect. The idea would be, I want I want people to have an idea of what to expect to encourage them to come along. Uh, would you like to know the format of the show or what to expect in the sort of concept? Yes. Both of those, please. (laughs) I would like to know the concept and then physically what will happen when people come along. Okay. Um, Duck Duck Goose, it's, um, it's a jam and anyone can come along and a jam just means, uh, getting up with people who you either know or have met for the first time and 
playing and making some cool scenes. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, like I said, open to anybody. You don't have to have done any improv before. You might be finding out what improv is for the first time, and you could be brave enough to be like, yep, yeah, I want to play. Um, and you can. That's a ridiculously uh, brave way of discovering improv, I think, actually. <laughs> it has happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, constantly. Yeah. Well, I'm like, it's... wow, this is, this is, you're, this is, this is hard. I mean, I did like, well, I did, um, three hoopla beginners classes before I even moved on to the performance class. Ah. So, I don't know, maybe I'm just <laughs> unnecessarily nervous. But anyway. Yeah, I, no, I remember there was one person who we, uh, we were doing the rounds on letting people know that we have a jam about to start and would you like to come and watch? Would you like to come and play? And one person said, yep, signed up for it. And we found out that she didn't know. She'd never seen an improv show before. Kind of just went, okay, yeah, sure. And I was like, whoa. And so this was just someone like, drinking in the Ephra Social in Brixton? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it might, yeah. She might have done it by accident, but she did it. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, like, yeah. Um, oh, I lost my, I lost my thought. No, no. Just like, Complete respect to her. Yeah, no, that's for that. doing it. It's great. So that's fantastic. So um, everyone that comes along, they get their names that wants to perform, gets their names put in a bucket, a hat, yes. a receptacle, the bucket of destiny, the bucket of destiny. Yes. Um, and then what's what's done? What happens with those names? Um, they get picked out for two-person scenes, and we put uh, we do jams as well. So two-person scenes does what it sort of says in the tin uh we get one more suggestion for them and they do a scene a minute or two and that's great and then they call up the next two names until there are no more names left and that bit and never then, seems to work <laughs> don't we that, try I don't, so hard i don't i don't, I don't want to criticize <laughs> the format here because i'm a big fan but the getting people to pull out the next names that never seems to work whenever i've been there i mean deliciously so but uh if you, you want to tweak something you know <laughs> We have, um, we each of the hosts have different uh, ways of delivering that last bit of, this is the most important bit of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we say to them, the show will stop <laughs> if you sit down before you pick <laughs> up your names. There's always one. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then you have the jams, um, which are montages. Yes. What's a montage? A montage is a series of scenes that may or may not be related to each other, depending on what you want to do. Um, and we have a couple of moves. We have we can have tags and sweeps, which just end a scene. Um, and yeah, we don't put uh, we. It's a ten minute, nice and easy. Um, and yeah, people get to have fun. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> yeah, and and actually. Um, you say we hope, but you know you're actually working a lot harder than that to make sure that everybody is having fun. Because um, you know you have jam captains that are looking after everyone. Yes. Um, one of the things I found, I think I'm getting a bit. I'm finally feeling a bit more relaxed about this now. But when I first started as a host and jam captain, my actual improv just plummeted in quality. Um, and it was purely because my brain was focused on facilitating 
and looking after people. So it's kind of okay. It's, it's a reasonable sacrifice to make that I'm not going to... Because, yeah, we're not the stars of the show. It's the people who come along. We want to make them look good. Mm. We want to make sure everyone's happy and safe and comfortable. Yeah, and I... So when I first went along to jams at Duck, Duck, Goose and elsewhere, I didn't even realise that that's what was happening because I was in such a kind of a uh, blind panic. Um, and it's like, it's only doing more jams. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, look what they're doing. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> they're watching what's going on. And if someone hasn't been in for a while, they'll bring them on. That's really yeah. lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know my secret for jams? Yes. Uh, be in the first scene. Ah. Be in the first good. scene. Yeah. Because then if you're not in another scene, at least you're in a scene. <laughs> and if it goes well, then other people can bring you back. But I find that if I'm not in the first couple of scenes, um, the longer the jam goes on for, the harder I find it to get on the stage. Yeah, I've found that, um, especially with narrative. And I've also heard... Steve talk about it on one of your podcasts that you sort of need to get in in the first couple of scenes otherwise it's really difficult um, to sort of yeah to find something to do hmm. later on yes I think because I start thinking too much and that slows me down mm. Um, I'm very much a come-in-with-nothing kind of improviser because if I wait until I've got a good idea, I will never go on stage. Ah. Um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, how did you how did you get involved uh, with the running of Dark Dark Goose? Um, I just, I got a call from Vic... <laughs> uh, I was at I was at work and she sent me a text going, "Hey, have you got some time to talk?" Um, and did you and... think you were in trouble? <laughs> no, no, for a change. <laughs> yeah, I, I called up and she she asked the question, and I'm thinking. Have you have you wrong the right person here? Like, are you sure you want? Are sure you talking? Is it me? <laughs> um. So yeah, she she made the offer, and I said, okay, let me let me um yeah have a think about it. Um, Did you ask so, for more money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> more money than these people. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I had a think about it, um, and the thing for me was, um, I was a little bit doubtful that I could be a good host, and it was a question of, what happens if I'm tired and feeling a bit grumpy? I don't know if I can actually switch that off and, you know, be a nice, happy host. Um, and so I spoke to her about that, and she goes, no, don't worry about it. Um, you know, and it's, there's no pressure to be there every single week mm. as well. Um, so, yeah, I just I took the plunge. I said, yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. In the true improv spirit. Yes. <laughs> and if you are tired and grumpy, 
are you able to turn that off now? Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your secret. Surprised. <laughs> um, do you know, I think it is just the nature of improv and it's being in an environment uh, where you're not just put, you're not pushing your feelings down. You're just putting them on a shelf. It's like, oh, I'll come back to you because actually this is fun. Um, and often with classes, if I'm feeling a bit tired or sluggish after work, I'm thinking, oh, I, you know, should I give this one a miss? And it's like, no, no, go along to it. I'm actually really glad I did. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. I find that this mythical, optimal performance way of feeling where I'm not tired or feeling ill actually rarely exists for me. And... <laughs> You know, I've long since resigned myself to being tired or feeling ill when I go to an improv workshop or I do a show. And, you know, I just think, well, I just have to do this anyway because I love this. And if I wait until I feel great, it's actually never going to happen. So, you know, if I go along to do and I do improv, that then leads me to feeling better. So it works that way around for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I miss the I miss improv when I don't go. Hmm. So... Then I'm thinking, I'm not feeling great. I'm not going to go to improv. Don't go. Oh, I wish I'd gone. Yeah. Yeah. I entirely agree. Uh, tell me about some of the behind-the-scenes things you do at DuckDuckGoose that people don't realise about that are crucial to the running of DuckDuckGoose. <laughs> I want to know about Straight, the admin. <laughs> um uh, strength training in the form of lugging the chairs around. Ah, right. And I've sort of developed good ways to carry chairs. Fantastic. <laughs> From one end of the uh, of the building to another. Um, yeah, that's that's the one that, that just kind of it makes me laugh. And what makes me really what I find funny is when we're breaking the room down at the end of a show. And we have lots of people milling outside the doors. And they always look really surprised when we're going along with the chairs. And we're off to like, mind your heads. And they're like, wait, where did these chairs come from? But uh, that's I mean, that's exactly what I'm interested in. Because I think, I don't, not, don't want to criticise the people who take it for granted. But people do take it for granted. And they don't realise all the sort of, you know, yeah, just the setting up the room and things like that. Putting everything away again afterwards. Yeah. Uh, that is, yeah, that's all us. We don't have uh, anybody from the pub do it for us. Uh, so we are, uh, we're self-sufficient between uh, however many of the nine of us are there. Uh, so we do that with the lights. Um, yeah, I found out once uh, about currents. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Well, I'm an idiot and I've... Uh, I unplugged a light after we'd finished testing it um, and making sure the angle was right. Uh, yeah, unplugged it and I didn't realise it was still plugged into the into the wall. And I touched the pins and that went through me and my nose tingled and my tongue tingled and it was like that for a while. Oh no! <laughs> so don't touch the metal bits on cables is my great life lesson that is a true top tip 
How long was your tongue tingly for? <laughs> a good ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so, in many ways, uh, what Duck Duck Goose is doing now must be safer for you. (laughs) (laughs) I clumsily (laughs) changed gear. Um, Tell me about Duck Duck Goose online. Ah, uh, so we have now done, I believe, four jams, because of time. Who now does not exist Who knows? Anymore. Who knows? And I think it's four. That's good. Just say it confidently. He'll be fine. Yeah, we have done four jams. Correct. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they have been... The first jam we did were two-person scenes and short-form games. And the second jam was two-person scenes and a montage. Cool. Uh, we had a couple of montages, and that's what we've been doing since. And it... I realised that doing montages online is actually pretty intuitive um, because you've got the video functions to turn your video on and off. Um, So it made things like tag runs super easy. Um, Yeah, I was surprised with how uh, intuitive and easy to pick up it was. But it's just... Yeah, we've sort of finessed uh, the explanations. Vic runs them. Uh, she's run most of them. And, yeah, has got the explanations and uh, instructions on how to uh, do the functions really well. So, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm really glad we're doing it. Yes. Um, I was initially a bit reticent about doing improv online. Yeah. I was. Uh, For me, when we first started, before we had the official lockdown, it was, we need to start social distancing, like, right now. And once we started doing that, I saw a huge influx of people wanting to do um, online improv, inverted commas, with uh, comment threads. And the way... The way I... Envision the way I saw it was, um, you know, in Scooby Doo, where they're chasing the bad guy from one room to another, mm. and then he goes, and then there's a swarm of the of the mystery gang, and then another room, and another swarm. That's how I was feeling, and I was like, this is like, there's panic communicating. Is yeah, it's kind of how I've sort of um, classed it in my head. Yeah. So I just wanted to let the dust settle, I think, and then sort of just see how that goes and then sort of dip my toe in. Mm. Yeah, I um, I found it really strange, the, um, the whole kind of having all my communication through, you know, the laptop and sometimes finding that quite overwhelming... But then if I withdraw from the laptop, I'm also cutting off all my communication. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so it's kind of, it's trying to manage that. I haven't quite worked out the balance yet. And in that sort of state, the idea of going 
to Zoom or wherever and then having to interact with all these people at the same time was kind of too much for me in the initial phases. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, now the initial sort of panics died down a bit, I'm like, oh yeah, this is actually quite fun. Yeah, 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 I feel the same. It's like everyone, we just, we've all calmed down a bit. Hmm. And now we kind of know where we're at. So now I can kind of relax into having some fun. Yeah. Have you done any workshops with anybody else online? I haven't, no. Um, I would like to give them a try. But I just haven't quite got round to it. I think I've just been um, busy with decorating. Fair enough. Fair enough. You've got to... Uh, <laughs> I can recommend it. I've done um, two or three... Uh, with the May Days and the nursery, which were fantastic. Um, I've done some stuff with uh, Liverpool Comedy Improv, which has been uh-huh. really lovely because, you know, it's it's lovely to play with the people that I always get to play with, but then it's also lovely to improvise with a different group and just meet people from around the country and just play with some new people. So that's been really lovely. Yeah, we've had um, people from... We've had, like, people internationally joining the dot dot goose online jam which has been cool because we just yeah we wouldn't have met them otherwise yeah so now we've got this this new platform um we can play with really cool people from the states or from i think someone was from norway yesterday um so yeah it's great yeah i think it's really amazing and um you know I, when everything returns back to normal you know, it would be great if this option continued because, you know, it's never for me going to replace being in the same room as other people. Mm. But on the other hand, you know, there are advantages because, yeah, as you say, you can play with people from around the world, um, which is a lovely thing. Yeah. So tell me about, com- tell me about the group to which you belong. Because I've had another moment of doubt, and you have to remind me how you pronounce the name. Comediations. Brilliant. That's one, yeah. Because <laughs> I thought it was a really bold choice to call yourselves comedy Asians. I'm like, well, that's that's yeah, wow, that's that's a strong move. That is. So I'm relieved that's not how you pronounce the name. Tell me about yeah, that. Well, especially if you believe the stereotype well, yeah, I know. that Asians aren't funny. It's just like, oh, yeah, watch this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in, in some ways I'm like, yeah, that's good. That's, yeah. Take that back. Wonderland. I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> so tell me about your involvement with that and everything. This was, um, it was a bit of a, a mental journey for me um, because it was right at the beginning where I started to actually think about uh, my ethnicity and my heritage because I've lived in the UK all my life and I didn't have any particularly strong ties to either of my backgrounds, the Portuguese or the um, Chinese or Cantonese. So when I was approached to say, do you want to join this team? I, was, I said, yes. And then immediately just like, should I be? Am I Asian enough to be in this group? <laughs> um. But yeah, we started and it is, it's really, it was really fun because we've now got a huge group and essentially the sort of two, 
sort of requisites for being part of comedy Asians is are you Asian and do you have you done improv and do you like doing long form and I was like yep yep all right cool you're in so now there's in, in the chat there's about 20 of us I think um yeah and we've we're trying lots of we're trying new things new formats um, we have recently online done a La Ronde, uh-huh. which I did for the first time. Ah, so the La Ronde is because I just want to because so that's two people, one person leaves and then another person joins the person and then the first yeah. person leaves again and then eventually have the person that left first arriving to close the circle. Yes. Don't think that was the most. The one. I don't think that was the most elegant explanation of the wrong that was ever happened. <laughs> it's more elegant than I could have made it, I think. <laughs> but yeah, it's a series of. I suppose yeah, it's a series of two-person scenes, and you, are, you each have one character, and you see them in two different situations, and a, and it's a cycle. Mm. Yes. But when things are said in French is how much more sophisticated <laughs> Mais oui. than, than it's a series of scenes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's also a good explanation. Um, so, I mean, is it different because you have a shared heritage? Is it different because you have a shared heritage? Different to what? To being in a group where, you know, you have people from all sorts of places. Um, I think the group was founded on the idea that there isn't a great deal of Asian representation. Um, and also kind of seeing improv troops around. It is isn't as diverse as it could be mm-hmm. um yeah you sort of i think you see a lot of the same groups of people mm. so uh yeah the uh sort of, yeah bruce just found the group to like yep yeah, let's get let's get some stage time to people with asian heritage mm. and it's asian as in the continent by the way, not just um, Asian, uh, because in the UK, Asian is taken to mean as a sort of South Asian, sort of Indian, Bangladeshi, mm. whereas in the States, it's uh, East Asian. Mm-hmm. So China, Japan, Hong Kong. So, yeah, it's like the whole continent of Asia. Mm, cool. Um, yeah, so... It's um yeah it's different in that it's yeah we are giving um stage time to people with Asian heritage specifically. Cool. Obviously, oh no, I was going to say obviously things are on hold at the moment, but you're you're doing stuff. You're uh, practicing online at the moment. We are. Yes, we're doing 
uh, we have an online show on Friday. Ah, cool. Through uh, Hoopla. Excellent. Well, I'm going to plug that because this episode's going out tomorrow, so we'll be in time for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we're also looking to set some of our own stuff up as well because really anybody can set up a jam or do a show with some of their friends and you can just stream it and people can watch um there's no yeah i suppose that's kind of the benefit um to being online that you don't have to source a venue because you've got one wherever you are yeah yeah now i've not really explored that side of things but yeah in, in the way that it democratizes being able to attend a workshop it also makes yeah doing a show uh, accessible as well so uh mm. Do you, can you uh, can you share what the format for that show is going to be? Uh, I think we are going to do the La Ronde. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Just um, yeah, in terms of it being online, it works. And we might have hacked the format slightly. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's always a good thing to say, isn't it? Uh, yeah. In case you don't do it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm spoiling it. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> um, good luck for that show. Thank you. So, uh, if someone were to step on stage with you, Mm -hmm. what could they do to delight you? Um, Put me in the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Tell Um, me more, tell me more. Yes, I remember one jam scene I did at Duck Duck Goose with somebody. And we were playing a couple... Um, and we were, I was trying to get my partner to move a TV from the bedroom into the living room and he didn't want to. And eventually he came out with, you're boring. And the audience gasped. <laughs> I was like, what a horrible thing to say. And I was like, no, 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 this is gold. Let me this. I love this. <laughs> and it just, that was just, it was such a lovely thing because it gave me the freedom to properly react to it yeah. and to be like oh okay I'm boring right well <laughs> um yeah so I kind of I, I feed off that sort of pressure and it's it was such a brilliant bold move yeah to be like you're gonna have to react to this thing <laughs> fantastic um and uh, big, big final, big final last question. Um, mm-hmm. What's your signature move? What, uh, what brings down the house? What saves the day? What hours? Everyone's going classic chew. <laughs> um, something I do. So kind of going back to what you said about jams being quite chaotic. Sometimes there'll be a scene and you think, oh, this is a walk-on time. And try to do a walk-on, and then the people in the scene just don't realise you're there. And you're like, oh, crap. Um, Or sort of you're in the scene, and then they get really involved in something that the two of them are doing and forget that you're there. And it's all completely, um, like, innocent. There's nothing malicious about it. It's just that's sometimes the chaos of it. So then um, I'll come up with, well, I guess you don't need me anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> <And then leave. laughs> 
so yeah, it's more to just not. I don't just. I won't slink off stage. It's kind of like, all right. I guess I've done my bit now. I'm going now. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> and I think that's that's actually much more rewarding for the audience than just if you just sort of shuffle off stage because the audience will have seen you. The people on stage yeah. might have seen you, but the audience have clocked you. And if you just shuffle off, it's like, oh, what? Well, what happened to them? And then they're actually thinking about you and worried about you as a person. Whereas if you're just saying, yeah, I'm off, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's a much stronger move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're yeah you're you're incredibly visible on stage, which sounds really obvious, but it isn't always um, when you're on stage. So when they see you kind of take a step to go on stage, and they're like, oh no no no, yeah, like the audience has seen that. Yeah, yeah, no, the audience are uh, much smarter than the performers, but then they have, <laughs> yeah. they have to do much less to be honest. So you know, it's all yeah. swings and roundabouts. Brilliant. Um, I have one last thing to say, and that is say thank you for being a guest on the Improv London podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Clap and I'm cheer. <laughs> I'm doing the I'm doing the uh, the sign language. Jazz hands. <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> or British Sign Language for clapping online. Whatever you know, if you like. Yes, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Jude. Cheers. I made this. That's improv! <laughs>